Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix, he is Joe Reinagle, and it's going to take some getting used to 103.3 FM. It is going to get used to that, but that's okay. I like the way it sounds. Everything sounds great. 103.3. We're rocking and rolling as of today. Man, it sounded good, by the way. I was listening to R&R in the morning, and it uh, it sounded good on that FM dial. You know, it sounded so good. I mean, Rudy Rudy ran all the air out of his tires on his way to work, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, I tell you. But, you know, I feel for him because I could change a tire, but it might take me a while. I'd probably be late for the show. I would have been late for the show, too, and I could change a tire if I had to. I just don't know that I'd want to. But nobody wants to do that. But there's some people out there that enjoy that. I, I, I don't. You know, Rob can give Rudy all the crap about his man card. If I remember right, the last time Rob had to deal with a tire, it was a whole kind of ordeal. A, a, a very Rob Thompson-type experience. But, I mean, we all have dealt with car crap before, and it sucks. Well, I, I told you, remember the story I told us a couple of weeks ago where I was looking for a deal to put air in my tire, mm-hmm. and they were all broken, right? Yeah. So I was finding I was having to put air in that tire about every three days. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I finally take it down to the dealership and say, hey, man, there's something wrong. And there was a nail in there. Well, <laughs> You know, because where I live, there's a bunch of yeah. construction. Yeah, yeah so of course. There, yeah, so there was a nail in there. I had to get a whole new tire. Yeah, tire yeah, insurance is wonderful, isn't it? Well, of course, it's one of those things where, you know, it's in a place where you can't fix it. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. Oh, you have insurance? Yeah, we could fix yes, it. Yeah, you, you need a new tire. You don't have the insurance. We'll sell you a new one. Absolutely. That's exactly Tires right. are expensive, man. I was looking at them. You can't get a decent tire for... Yeah, it's about 250 bucks. Well, it, and, and I know this sounds ridiculous, and I thought it was when I first heard about it. Uh, Jason Thompson from Ansira was telling me that tires are going to get more expensive because there was some, I don't know, going on with the rubber trees that are down. And I was like, <laughs> rubber trees? I didn't know it was real. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Wow. The, uh, yeah. I mean, you Google it and you go, holy crap, get new tires now because they're going to get expensive. You know, that's interesting. Now, what, was it like a freeze or something? Or, or you know, what happened? Because I, 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 I would I, think of a rubber tree plant to be somewhere nice and warm. It, it would be, but, you know, the, the disease and fire and all those kind of all things. Right, and right. then, you know, somebody realized what was going on and bought all the available rubber, apparently. And then, you know... Down the road, tires are going to get really expensive. I was, and, and I thought he was BSing me, telling me about a rubber tree. I, 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 I <laughs> come on, a rubber tree? Did you remember that song when the high hopes or the ant moves a rubber tree plant? You know, sometimes. You remember that? So I don't, but I would think you're telling me it's in a song, and I think a songwriter on some weird hallucinogenic and you know not in the right mind is they write something that sounded good in a song, so they go with it. Uh, dude, this is a kid's song. All right, it's again a, the songwriter. The songwriter could have been. Hi, uh, the magic dragon. Write a really good song. I mean, that, that's exactly what comes with when I when I think about that. I love those kind of stories, though. Right? It was weather? I guess it was last week in national weather, and they were saying it's going to get really cold in Florida. 
And they said you got to watch out when it freezes in Florida because the iguanas fall off the tree and you know they can hit you. Two years ago, when we were in Miami for the Super Bowl, yeah, that was a big thing because there were some days where it was going to be cold. Rob and I, every time we would walk around, we're looking for iguanas to fall out of the tree. Never actually saw it happen. Now, I don't want to see it happen, especially when I'm walking underneath it. Well, again, I mean, you know, they freeze and they fall out of the tree. I mean, it's, you know, it's the only time you're ever going to catch one. But I don't think they die, right? No, they, they just, don't they die. Just fall. They, they just fall. I mean, yeah. you know, they might have a concussion, but, you know, they, they warm up and then they run away. Okay. I mean, well, good. <laughs> but it's a happy ending. It, well, I mean, except for, you know, if you're the iguana that fell from the tree. <laughs> I mean, but, but, yeah, I mean, there's weird things out there that... You don't think about unless you live in it. That's true. You know, so well, you hear crazy stuff like that. And luckily, it's San Antonio, and it's a beautiful day today, seventy some odd degrees, and it's nice. And it's what going to be uh, stupid cold tomorrow. We got that cold front coming I think, in. Yeah, Thursday, right? Or late, I think when, tomorrow, late tomorrow nice. night. Yeah, it's it's like gonna. I, I don't know. I mean, today's the day to be at a golf course. I could tell you that. But I, I'll tell you what. You're glad you're listening right now on 103.3 FM uh, in. Let's see. One hour, 25 minutes. Troy Aikman will be on the Blitz. That's going to be fun. Uh, fun. I've got a lot of questions for Troy. I think we all do. Yeah. We, we, we all have a lot of questions for Troy. And the, the good Troy. thing about Troy is is that he'll answer you honestly. He will. He won't beat around the bush. Although he's not Jerry Jones long-winded. But, no. you know, you might have a lot of questions, but you might not. Because he gives such great detailed answers they're, they're very thoughtful but and, and yes we, we will talk about troy and his new beer eight yes officially uh is getting released although and i'll get and we'll get the details but a lot of people have asked me because i got a sneak peek of the eight a week ago we did tried it on the air um it's gonna be in bars starting i think today or tomorrow and, okay. but it'll be a while before you can go buy a 12 pack or a six pack Although it's called eight, maybe they should sell them in eight packs. Um, yeah, um, it, it'll be a while before it's actually at the grocery stores. You and I are fortunate enough that we've already tried it. Yes, and it's good. It is very good. Yes, if you like a light beer, and if you're a longtime listener of this show, I do. You know, my beer of choice is a a light beer. No, I I like that because hey, I I drink that stuff anyway for the most part. I'm, I'm a, a I'm a Miller Light guy. I'm not a heavy beer kind of guy, right? Every now and then, I, something heavy, but I like a lighter beer, and eight fits that bill perfectly. It, it does, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, get Troy's thoughts on the Cowboys. I want some clarity, and so we got to figure out your your uh, video stream if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, Joe's having some computer issues today. You know, Rudy had some tire issues. What the hell, man? We're, this we're, is one of those we're, days. We're, we're just going to roll with it. Now, there is a lot of news to talk about today. And oh, we, man. We, we will get into, did I mention Troy Aikman coming up at 530? No, uh, you haven't said that enough. Troy Aikman is yeah. going to be on today at 530. Good. Tom Brady Proved Adam Schefter to be correct. Okay. Tom, gonna, hold, hold on. Tom, right, Tom Brady right. retired. We will certainly talk about that. Brian Flores doesn't have a job, and, you know, he's suing the hell out of seemingly everybody right now, which could prevent him from getting another job, although he is a finalist for the Houston Texans job. We will get into that. But we got a little bit of a contest that, that I want to do here on 103.3. 
because we're on 103.3 FM right now. (laughs) I want to make sure you have found us on 103.3, especially for those of you that are still listening on AM 1250. And if you're listening to whatever is on 94.5 right now, wondering where the hell Joe is and where I am, um, we've got to help the people out. We're not spinning records. But I want to make sure that... That we've got you, that you have locked us in on your preset, right? So what I want you to do, and I did this this morning, was kind of cool because it was nice looking at 103.3 as I was driving to the studio earlier, and I took a picture of it and got a lot of people like, oh, okay, this is what happened, right? Yeah. You know, on 94.5, there were times there would be some bleed through, and you might be hearing the buzz out of Houston, right? Right. Which is a great rock station, but not when you want to hear sports talk in San Antonio. <laughs> you won't have those issues on 103.3. So what we want you to do is take a photo of your radio dial in your car where it's already preset on 103.3. Tweet at us, Instagram. Just make sure you tag Joe, tag the station, tag me, uh, tag Pledge. And we are going to, at some point later tonight... We are going to pick certain amount of winners. I don't know how many. We've got to get with the promotions department and figure out what we have. But I know we've got some gift cards to Mellow Mushroom. I know That's we, a great place. I know we've got some gift cards to Pinkerton's Barbecue. Oh, you know all you morons that won during our pro football pick'em challenge that didn't pick up your prizes within thirty days. <laughs> yeah, so we're re-gifting those gift cards <laughs> to those that will uh, take a photo of one hundred three point three FM preset on your radio. Preferably in preset one, but uh, put put your, put it in your preset. Take a photo, tweet it uh, at Joe Ken's five at Jason Menix at SA Sports Star, or you can also do it on Instagram. Now Ryan Eagle's Instagram is different. It's Joe Ryan Eagle underscore Ken's five for another month. For another month, change. and and then it's going to be Joe Star or <laughs> <laughs> although. Like, that's good. <laughs> there, there might be some porn dude that's already stolen that one. <laughs> that but, might be, uh, right? <laughs> you know, look at that. Jo- Rob Thompson shows up and is already breaking stuff. <laughs> I mean, you can't let that guy in the studio. I tell you, you can't take that guy anywhere, can you? You, you, you really can't. So, he uh, looks sharp, though. Look at this guy. I don't think I've ever seen him look that good. He must have had to go see his parole officer earlier. <laughs> in fact, you know what's funny is I saw his brother earlier today. Uh, why? Uh, well, I was at Tri-County Meat Market, and his brother was there <laughs> at Tri-County Meat Market. Yeah, I saw your brother. Um now, Jason Thompson. Yeah. A lawyer for us. A lawyer for us. Which happens to be his damn license plate. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew he was there when you drove in. No, actually, I, I, as I, I was leaving Tri-County. He was uh, walking in. We talked for a little bit, and then I look in the uh, parking lot, and, you know, I'm like, he's a lawyer for us. I've got a long history with Jason Thompson. I think we all do. Long time ago, he helped me out. So <laughs> well, that's that's what he does. That's, that's what, what he does. Yeah. That's why he's a, a lawyer for us. So uh, big news of the day. Make sure you tweet those photos, tag them, uh, and we will give away randomly some gift cards later, either Pinkerton's Barbecue or Mellow Mushroom. And if uh, Nick Trey can come up with other prizes, we'll do that. I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. Free Whataburgers. We got our like first that. one from Trey here. Uh, from Trey? Trey 3025. 
Uh-huh. And he's got it, 103.3. And he's got everybody tagged properly. See, so those, yeah. those are the rules, starting to get those coming in. But, yeah, take a photo and put it out there on 103.3, and uh, we will retweet. And, again, we will have some winners later. Uh, Bear County, I see you. You're, you're yeah. coming in. Exactly. Take photos of that and send them in, and we will give away gift cards randomly later. Uh, Tom Brady yeah, go re- ahead. retires. Right. This is the strangest retirement dance. I, I, and it's not the way I expected Tom Brady to go out. I am not going to hammer the GOAT. He is, I heard you earlier recording a sportscast for KTSA, say arguably the greatest of all time. He's, it's not arguably. He is the GOAT. But, but see, wait a second. Now, is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Because there were some asking the question, is he the greatest football player of all time? Now, those are two different categories. They are, but I, I, I look at rings. I, I look at All rings right. and everything that he has accomplished. Is is he arguably the greatest athlete? I think you can make an argument there and come up with your top five goats in the various sports sure, that, that sure. are that are out there. Right. Um, for me, MJ is still going to be number one. And a, a guy my age, I don't. I think it's hard to replace Michael Jordan on the top of any list. Um, I agree with that. It, but. You look at, you know, where where you want to put Tiger, where you want to put, I, I don't know, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you know, think about some of the uh, Serena. Uh, Muhammad you know, Ali. Muhammad Ali, although it was Ali better than Mayweather. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, you can argue those lists. When I think quarterbacks or I think football, Tom Brady has set the standard. And so many of the records he has, while every record ultimately gets broken, I think he's got records that will never be broken. I don't at think least so. not in our lifetime. Not in modern day football, right? Things are a lot different. Guys don't stay with teams as long anymore, and there's just uh, there's too many other things that go on. But this guy, what I love about Tom Brady, is what was he drafted in the in the fifth round? Yeah, right. He goes it was Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback of the Patriots when he came in, and Drew was Drew reminds me a lot of a Jimmy. Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, kind of guy like that, right? He was never, you know, a, a crazy good quarterback. So Brady gets him to happen, right? Takes over his job, and uh, the rest is history. It, but again, I love that. I, I do too, and I, I love everything about Tom Brady, his career, the personality that we saw from Tom once he got to Tampa Bay, which is very reminiscent of. You know, I, I look at Danny Green. Danny Green dropped a podcast three minutes after he got traded to Toronto. Right. And I remember asking him, like, he's like, he wanted to do it forever. Pop wouldn't allow him. And you just kind of feel like as soon as Tom got to Tampa, he was allowed to be Tom. And and to think that Bill Belichick would keep anybody from being themselves, but especially Tom Brady. And you realize maybe how bad the relationship was at the end because in – his post today, his original post, he thanks Tampa Bay, the coaches, people in the organization, teammates. Not one mention of New England. Not one mention of the Patriots. Not one mention of Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick or any of his Patriot teammates or the Boston area fans. None of that, right? Until later, after... The Patriots tweeted a congratulations. He had a a quote tweet that says, love you guys, or whatever he said. I mean, it was just like, how do you post that? You're Tom Brady. How do you fumble that? 
Well, and especially, look, if you've got a beef with Belichick or the organization, that's one thing. But those fans in New England loved that guy and supported that guy. And so for for he needed to at least thank those guys. And he did in the subsequent tweet. Right. But what I'm saying is you're right. He did fumble that because he should have leave out Belichick, leave out Kraft, yeah. leave out the New England Patriot organization, but don't leave out the fans of New England because they were fantastic to Tom Brady and loved him. I mean, when he left, I think those people, they were devastated. Yes. And so you've got to thank those fans. And Tom Brady is too detailed right. for that to be an oversight. Exactly right. You can't tell me he went, oops. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I was running out of characters. I was doing all, all these. It, it To me, it just tells you how bad it must have gotten for Tom in New England at the end. And for him to leave that part of his life out is is incredible. And then the other part, dude, Shefty broke the story on Saturday. Yeah. Your daddy said it wasn't true. You were You were quiet. His agent, his agent, didn't deny it, but said he's not ready. Right, right, right. You had a podcast last night that you do every Monday, and what you said you still needed time. Okay, and then you go to bed and you wake up this morning and you post that. I mean, you have your ability to talk to your fans and thank them, and maybe he just knew if he started that speech or started to say it, he would have broken down and he didn't want to do it. Could be. Uh, on Could a, be. on a verbal level right. that he wanted to write it down. He didn't. I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that guy ever losing his composure. But last night you do a podcast and say you need some time to think about it. And I think most of us, after hearing him last night, thought, okay, around March, prior to free agency, is when we're going to get the press conference. I did not expect a post this morning after what I heard last night. It was very anticlimactic, right? Be- especially with that thing last night. Look, Tom can do whatever he wants to do. He's earned that right to do it. If he wanted to do it this way, that's fine. What I don't like, Jason, and, and we talked about this, Adam Schefter breaks the story. Yep. I get that. I understand. Whoever leaked that information, though, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. I mean, honestly, because what do you get out of it? Shefty's not paying you anything. No. You're just leaking that out to, to be a good guy or you're a good source for Adam Schefter. I don't know. But whoever did that really should be ashamed of themselves. Again, don't be mad at Shefty. That is no, his job. I agree. I agree uh, with that. Uh, But whoever did leak it has probably gotten an earful already from Tom Brady. I hope so. Because this did not go. This transition could not have been the way... Tom Brady envisioned it going. I thought he might wait a couple of weeks just to have twist, uh, Shefty twisting in the wind, if you, because you know if you break a story like that and it's hard to get it to go public initially, then as a reporter, you're looking at your credibility. Absolutely. And, you know, Tom Brady retiring, somebody's died. I mean, if you're going to do that, you better be a thousand percent right. And I even said the other day, I'm sure he had to double-check, maybe even triple-check with a variety of sources. He couldn't go with one unless that one was so concrete as a reporter you were comfortable going with it. Um, 
So I'm glad it happened, but just the weird, the timing. Yesterday, you could have said something on your podcast. Don't you know the people at Sirius and Jim Gray are pissed that they wake up this morning to Tom's social media post saying adios? Well, I saw Jim Gray on a national news program this morning talking about it, and you kind of got the feeling the way he was dancing around. I think Jim Gray knew. Sure. Right, and and Tom may have said before the podcast, look, I'm not going to make it. I'm doing this, okay, but I'm not going to say anything about it here. Just go with me. And for whatever reason that is, maybe you're right. Maybe he would have broken down. I don't know. Maybe he just he didn't feel like that was the right time. Maybe Giselle said, look, we'll talk some more when you get home. I don't know. There's 100 million different reasons why. But I think Jim Gray knew already because those guys are pretty close. They've done a lot of things together sure. you know, in the past. Again, however Tom wants to do it, Instagram, that's fine. I just wish it would have been Tom Brady's breaking the story and not adam schefter and again i don't blame adam schefter i agree but the leak that's unforgivable i i agree and and i feel bad i I mean yesterday we thanked him because he knew we knew we were going to get days or weeks of content absolutely i saw our buddy evan klosky who used to work with you over at channel five is now working tampa bay he had this big story last night and they spent a lot of time and effort creating graphics brady watch day eight (laughs) and thought he was going to get up to i don't know 41 whatever day nine all right story's over what are we going to do now and let's figure out who's going to quarterback exactly right the tampa bay buccaneers and that could very well be a guy by the name of jimmy g that's a big rumor you know, and and that that leads to another question, Jason. I mean, there's gonna there could be potentially a big time quarterback shuffle in the NFL this offseason. You know, it's almost like the transfer portal in college football. Yeah. When you look, especially in the NFC, because seemingly the best young quarterback talent is in the AFC. And if Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver, per se, and Deshaun Watson stays in the AFC, uh, Matt Stafford's going to be with the Rams. Who knows what you're going to get with Trey Lance, ultimately, or Justin Fields, ultimately. But you look around the league right now, the NFC, that door is opening very wide as we sit today. And who knows what changes over the course of free agents in the offseason. But if you're Jerry Jones and you're Mike McCarthy, are you not licking your chops that things have gotten very quarterback-heavy, top-heavy on the AFC side? You know, it's almost like, you know, back in the Spurs' heyday, you know, it seemed like a pretty easy path to the finals for the team from the Eastern Conference. That's true. And it was such a dogfight for those yep. in the West. Yep. The, the NFC is becoming the old East from the NBA. Well, here's the deal, though. You, you, you don't know. Kirk Cousins is another guy, I think, that, that leaves. I don't think he's with the Minnesota Vikings after this year. I think he goes somewhere else. So that could factor into any of the scenarios that you're talking about right there. Everybody's talking about where Garoppolo's going to go. I know Washington was one of the teams that was mentioned. Obviously, Tampa Bay is another one. So where is he going to end up? Deshaun Watson, Jason, is the guy to watch because – I read a story today from a pretty reliable publication in Philadelphia that the Eagles are determined mm-hmm. to get that guy on their football team for next season, and that could be a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think, and I'd have to look at what the Eagles have as far as draft capital. They've got the three picks, but I just have a feeling he'll end up in Pennsylvania but wearing yellow pants. Well, we'll see Mike what happens. Tom, Mike Tomlin has to replace a legend. True, and Mike true. Tomlin's never had a losing season. 
and a Mason Rudolph can excite Mike Tomlin? You know, no. No, I don't think he excites anybody. So, yeah, they're going to have somebody. But who does Deshaun want to play for, and will he get that opportunity ultimately? Obviously, the legal process has still got to play out. And he's already said he doesn't want to go to Philadelphia. He said that earlier. Can't blame him. But, you know, if your choices dwindle down, that may be a pretty good option for you. Here's the thing. His choices aren't going to dwindle down. As soon as the legal stuff goes away, bam, he's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And, yeah, I can take a year off of football. I can do all these different things. I can still help your team win immediately. And I do think Deshaun will look for a team that has everything you need minus a quarterback. That's what scares me about Washington. But he's kind of eliminated already publicly because he does have the no-trade clause. Washington, whatever they're going to be called, we'll find out tomorrow, and Philadelphia. Uh, Miami is still in play. Carolina could be in play. Denver's another team. Denver. I mean, like, Denver's the destination for old quarterbacks to go win a ring. You know, Peyton Manning does it, and, you know, that, that's where everybody seems to want to end up, and certain things are legal there, so why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, why not? You, you just look at it, and you go, all right, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Question is, you know, one of the guys that, was linked to Deshaun because of his coaching abilities, may not be coaching next year in the NFL. One of the hottest candidates might not end up with a job at all. We'll explain as we continue. And it might be Bill Belichick's fault. (laughs) Yeah, old man in technology, (laughs) screwing up all kinds of things. We'll talk about it as we continue here on the Blitz. Troy Aikman will join us coming up in about an hour at 5.30. Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix, The Blitz, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 103.3 FM. <laughs> it is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, and 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. I didn't know we did rehearsals here. I Me mean, neither. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. Not sure what's going on with Pledge on the other side of the glass today. He Pledge is on is working Twitter hard, man. at I am a Pledger. A lot of people tweeting photos of their presets of 103.3. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Keep doing that. Tweet at SA Sports Star, at Joe Kens 5, at Jason Minix. You can add Pledger, Rudy and Rob, everybody in there. Uh, you can also do everything on Instagram and tag us there. Ryan Eagle's the only one with an odd Instagram handle. It's Joe Ryan Eagle underscore Ken's five on Insta. Uh, but but tweet those photos of your preset at 103.3 FM as we have moved. Today's our first day where we're uh, taller and thinner. So when you, <laughs> when, you, when you look at that, uh, at the end of the night, at some point later tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, depends on how much eight beer I drink tonight. Right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick a a handful of random winners that will get gift cards to Mellow Mushroom or Pinkerton's Barbecue. Those are two great prizes. They really are. Wow. You know, you know it's interesting because I, I I I asked our promotions guy, hey, what do you have? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, anybody not pick up stuff? from any old contest because if you win something you have 30 days right well there are a couple people a couple of idiots that won the pro football pick'em challenge every week but or, or not every week but on a random week but they didn't claim their prize so after 30 days they were that's in a, the official rules so basically we're re-gifting stuff from people that didn't uh 
didn't pick up, but what the hell? But they actually have a chance to win again. They right? could. I mean, they could. So you can make up for lost time. If you forgot about it or just couldn't get by, then, well, you can win again. Send us a picture, 103.3, and uh, see it on your preset. Go. You know what I'm really enjoying about seeing all these uh, tweets of the presets? Seeing what else you guys listen to. <laughs> I mean, that that's the interesting part. The variety of music mix from those that also listen to sports talk radio. It, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting sidebar study, but I have noticed a lot of you like the rock stations, 1027 Jack FM, which is one of ours. That's nice. Uh, seeing yeah, a couple yeah. other rock stations in there. Uh, but it is, it is kind of interesting to see the various... Um, presets. Well, like, folks should have a variety. Yeah, right? but I mean, it, 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 it is a little odd when you see like somebody's listening to us and then KQ102. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that is not something I really expected to see. Well, that's okay. Sometimes you want to be mellow. Sure. Right? My guess is that's when she might be in the car. Could be. I mean, are you listening to us and then the soccer mom station? Well, I, I mean, yeah, you know, unless you share a car with the soccer mom or she's she's got the preset. And then you, but you have it preset, so uh-huh. when she gets out of the car, you immediately change it back. You know, there's an old joke that I don't know. Ninety-one percent of the people listening to this station are men. And the 9% of females are stuck in the car whose husbands won't let them change. And I know that's not true, but it is It is kind of interesting to see the uh, various presets there. So did I mention Troy Aikman's coming up in about an hour? I don't think so. Have you? There's a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback that is going to join us. Three-time Super Bowl champion. In about an hour. Best yeah. analyst on TV when it comes to football. No question. He had a great... Uh, how would you call it? Synopsis, commentary about Jimmy G <laughs> during did. the game. He did right, and he said it before, and it came true after. You know, Tony Romo gets all the credit for right. You know, predicting the future of what's going to happen when the Rams scored, and Troy had just a very subtle line. Well, they're going to have to put this in Jimmy G's hands, and I don't know if I like that. Yeah. And it turned out to be 100% accurate. Absolutely. I mean, but the analysis that you get from Troy, the reasons why it, one of the things that makes Troy so good on air, a lot of former players and or coaches, especially if they think they're going to get back in, don't want to be overly critical. They understand how difficult the job is. I do believe that is one of the reasons Peyton Manning never wanted to do it while his brother was playing, because he didn't want to have to criticize his brother. Sure. Some are good at it. Some are a little over the top. Troy is brilliant at it, because... He can be very critical in a way where you don't feel like you just got chewed out by your high school coach, right? <laughs> That's where true. Where you don't take offense to it because I think any player that hears it, criticism from Troy, they go back and look at film and they go, yeah, it sucks, but he's right. Yeah, absolutely he's right. And and you're right about that. And Troy doesn't get all excited or passionate. You know, he just kind of even keel mm-hmm. the whole time, right? And he tells you what's going on or what they're going to have to do or what they did wrong and what they need to do better. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him. I've got a lot of questions for him. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I, I can't wait. I know. You're Does, you think he knows anything about the Internet? Uh, probably. Well, you got to give that to me. I mean, I keep right, trying right. again here. I, I mean, old man and technology. I, I sometimes can't help the, that the Internet's not good. Doesn't doesn't work. And, you know, the, the sad part here is that's a very pathetic segue on my part of setting up Bill Belichick not knowing who he was texting with. 
Yeah. Is getting a whole bunch of people sued. <laughs> right? I, I mean, when when you hear this story, this actually is going to... It starts and ends, or at least starts, with Bill Belichick texting the wrong Brian in his phone. Now, think about that for a minute. Yeah. Well, I can see where that would be easy to do. The problem is I think that the the text from Belichick is kind of the cherry on top when it comes to Brian Flores suing everybody. Uh, and we say everybody. There's three teams now that he has filed a class action lawsuit, and the NFL, by the way. Um, so that would be the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants. Well, and, and then you, you look at it. So what had happened was apparently, and there's screenshots in this lawsuit that Bill Belichick is texting with a guy named Brian in his phone. It's listed as Brian. You're going to get the Giants job. Well, I interview on Thursday. Nah, man, you're going to get it. Three days before the interview with Brian Flores, Bill Belichick already knew that Brian Dayball was going to get the job if you want it. Well, yeah, I want it. And then Flores realizes this isn't adding up. Are you texting Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Yeah. And he even says, Belichick, I effed this up. Sorry, yes. dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> and, and again, Brian Flores files law, uh, lawsuits today against the Giants because the Rooney rules a sham. That's exactly right. And he was he, he's mad as hell that he was going to go through that process and not get it. And in the lawsuit... He was offered $100,000 a loss. So he says. So he says. To tank games in Miami. In 2019. In 20, it, it's, it's incredible. And you think, well, he's a finalist right now for the Texans job. Who's going to hire him right now? He's suing the league. Nobody's going to hire him. He says as much. He knows that this might cost him his job. But he says that some causes are a little more important. And he says if this brings to light what is going on in the NFL right now, then it's worth it to him. Because, quite frankly, Jason, nobody's going to hire him in the NFL. Nobody is going to hire this guy. He is He's crossed that line, right? So, And I don't mean that in a bad way. He has decided this is the battle he's going to fight. Win, lose, or draw, that's what he wants to do. It may cost him an NFL job forever. I, I wonder, because this goes back to the last guy that was suing the league that I remember, and Colin Kaepernick. Right. And then everybody wondered why he wasn't getting a job. I wonder if Flores, though, if, say, the Houston Texans decided that was our guy, finds out about this today, do they still hire him? Because, no. Uh, well, I mean, if they don't, does that get them added into this lump sum? And so it, you look at it, it is so, it is such a bizarre story and such weird timing that he would file the lawsuit now as opposed to waiting a couple of weeks to see if he actually got a job. But I appreciate him saying this is wrong on every level, and a lawsuit is the only way to try to fix this broken system. You know, we, we talked about it the other day. If Mike McCarthy gets fired next year and Sean Payton ends up with the job, the Dallas Cowboys will have to interview at least one black coach to satisfy the Rooney rule, or one minority coach. And, so and be everybody would know that... It was it's it was BS. Right. Yeah, and that's the problem. And I think with that's it. worse. Well, you I know, think that's worse. It look, first of all, there needs to be more minority head coaches. Yes. There absolutely has to be. Mike Tomlin 
is the only black head coach, right? And, and that's ridiculous. When, what, 75, 80% of the players sure. are black. So having said all of that, I mean, there's still, you, you got to think a little bit of the good old boy thing going on among the owners and, and some of the executives there. And, and that's got to change. And I think what happened here with Brian Flores is when he got this email and that mistake from Bill Belichick, he said, that's it. I've overlooked it for too long. Now I've got to do something, even if it costs me a job in the NFL. And, and again, depending on how much he makes on the lawsuit, but, I, I mean, he's been in the league a long time. I, I would hope that he's, you know, saved and sure. maybe invested well, and there will be opportunities for him doing some things somewhere. But I, I, just, I just look at it, and you think about if you know who you want to hire, regardless of race, and it seems like that's what the Giants are doing here. You know, they they targeted Dayball. They they wanted Dayball as soon as they got him. All right, well, here's the other things that we're going to have to do. And that's not fair to Brian Flores. It's not fair to any of the minority candidates that are out there. But at the same time, once you know who you want, like Sean Payton, you know. Sure. I, I, I mean, everybody in the world knows that Jerry Jones would love to hire Sean Payton if that happens in the next year. Who's going to be the guy that had the interview that really wasn't an interview? And and that's just crap. Well, everybody. I everybody mean, else but Sean Payton. If that's the guy, then everybody else that comes in, well, and, it's a sham. And you look at last year. Jerry interviewed two people, Mike McCarthy and Marvin Lewis. Right. Does anybody really think Marvin Lewis had an opportunity to get that job last no. year? Because Jerry and Stephen both wanted Mike McCarthy. Stephen made that pretty clear even before the whole process, that he wanted Mike McCarthy. Marvin Lewis isn't in the league right now. He doesn't have a job. Mm-mm. So, you know, it's, it's look, they've either got to look at this Rooney rule and fix it somehow, some way. Look, I've never been a believer in hiring somebody just to hire them because of their skin color or whatever. You hire the most qualified person for that job however what we're seeing here and what is coming to light and it always does is there is a little bit of a good old boy network going on among the owners and that needs to change it certainly does it is the blitz here on san antonio sports star and espn am 1250 and 103.3 fm make sure you get that locked in to your preset buttons day one on 103.3 you know we head to la next week all next week, we're going to be on Radio Row for our big game coverage brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds and Texas Cheer Liquor. I'm glad we're not actually going to the game and having to fork over money for the tickets. The most expensive ticket in Super Bowl history. We'll give you details as we continue on at the Blitz. Troy Aikman will join us coming up at 5.30. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Always nice to hear Rudy J. in the afternoon. Rudy J. Not many can get away with wearing a full sweatsuit. <laughs> unless they're walking them all, unless his name is Rudy J. Well, and I like the hat, too, that he's got on here as yeah. well. Yeah, the hat, the sweatsuit, the tennis shoes. He looks sharp. He, he looks sharp. He just came up to me and is like, dude, you doing all right? You need a shot. You're about to meet your man crush. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Aikman. At about 5.30, so in about 40 minutes from right now. Looking forward to that, Jason. I tell you what, he just uh, he's, it's always good to talk to him. You know, usually I don't get the opportunity to sit next to him. That's going to be fun. 
number one. Number two, it's usually in like a, a group, mm-hmm. you know, interview session at training camp or somewhere else. And so that's nice. So it's going to be nice to, to ask him a few questions that I genuinely want to know. You know what I mean? Well, and again, it's the launch of his new beer, 8. Yes. Which hey, is going to be pretty cool. That is going to be cool. And, oh, by the way, if you're listening on 103.3, shoot us a picture. Yes. It might be worth your while. We're going to give away some prizes, the Mellow Mushroom and Pinkerton's Barbecue. Pinkerton's Barbecue. That's coming up. We've gotten a lot, so keep them coming on uh, Twitter or on Instagram. And I'm Joe Kins 5. What are you? I'm uh, at Jason Minutes. At Jason I guess I'm at. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Five, at right. Joe Kins 5 yeah. on Twitter. On the Instagram, you're Joe Ryan Eagle underscore Kins 5. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. But, uh, well, it did, right? It, it, so. it did. But, yeah, make sure you tag at SA Sports Star. At Joe Kens 5, at Jason Minix. You can tag Rudy because he loves being tagged. At I am Pledger, at Rob. He doesn't check his very often. But tag us all <laughs> with photos of 103.3 on your preset. And then later tonight, or depending on how much 8 beer I drink tonight, <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning, uh, we're just going to randomly pick some winners. And we've got some gift cards to Mellow Mushroom and Pinkerton's Barbecue. Right, and we've gotten a lot. There's been a lot of choices, so get your name in the hat. This might not be the only time we do this, right? This is not no. a one-day thing. We might no. And, and again, it's it, it's it's day one on one hundred three point three. And so if you're if if because I saw some people this morning going, what the hell happened to ninety four five? And you know you know there's been times where you'd get the bleed through from a rock station, but it wasn't rock that you were hearing this morning, and it confused some people. It did, and I, I just want to know from everybody that's listening on one zero three three, does Jason seem taller? All right, when you're listening to Jason, is he taller today than he was yesterday? That's what I want to know. Dude, uh, eight's showing up. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> six five six ESPN six five six three seven at seven six on the Kiabasa Bacon phone lines. How how tall do I sound? And I don't know, you know, because we're heading to L.A. next week. Yes, all, we are. All next week we'll be in Los Angeles. And I I, I, I was thinking, you know. If the Cowboys had made it, I'd have figured out how I was going to go to that game. Because people have said, you know, you go there, you're there all week, and then all of a sudden you, you, uh, you know, you come home. And I yeah. Said, I, I've been, I'm fortunate, I've been to a couple of Super Bowls. Yes, yes. Unless the Dallas Cowboys are in it, I don't want to be at the stadium on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I just don't. That's, 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 you know, I'd rather come home and watch it on TV. Although if the Cowboys had made it this Super Bowl, I can only imagine how much it would cost because this is going to be the highest ticket price in Super Bowl history. Right now, the average per ticket is just north of $10,000, $10,237. Right. So only you know high-paid celebrities and corporate types can usually go to this game. And can I just say something about that? I wanted to bring this up yesterday. And I want to ask Troy about this. I'm sure he has no say-so over it at all, but... Fox, during their broadcast on Sunday, Uh made a point to show every celebrity that was in every suite Uh at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No. You know what? I don't care. Your wife. Oh, they're at the game. Look at them. Absolutely not. And she didn't say that. Oh, maybe not. She was thinking it. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio and, you know, I mean, I can't remember who else was there, but I don't want to see that. I don't want to see (laughs) it. 
Wow. Brian Hankinson? Yeah. Half a peace sign to you, my brother. <laughs> Which half? Not the number one. <laughs> yeah. Somebody uh, he posted on Facebook, I sound all the five feet tall. Oh, dude, so, as long so, as I tower over uh, Brad Williams, I'm good. So during the Super Bowl... I really hope that NBC just doesn't make a point to show every celebrity that is, you know, chunking out two or three hundred grand to sit in a suite. They will. And I know, but I don't want to see it. I don't care. Well, I really don't care. I mean, you're the get off my lawn type. No, I just don't want to see a bunch of. Who cares? They're all richer than I am, right? They can go to the game. They can sit in a suite. Uh-huh. They can drink high dollar alcohol. Sure. I don't. I'm. I'm drinking eight or Miller Lite. I mean, yo, come on. I, I'm. I'm with you. But it is, I, I don't know, I mean, a lot of it is they're promoting whatever shows are coming up on Fox. Right, a lot right. of those celebrities are planted there. And, you know, it's L.A. You expect to see the glitz. I'm hoping next week at some of the Super Bowl parties that we go to that there will be that that element of it. It makes it fun. I mean, you've heard the stories. I mean, we were in Minnesota just drinking beer at a party, and it was Zach Brown was with us. You didn't even know who I he didn't, was. I didn't know who he was. It was cool <laughs> because you're hanging out with a dude who's, you know, Big time star, and you know he's just drinking. With Brad Paisley was there too. I didn't know who that was. Right. I, I mean, oh, well, that's good. You know, there's a there's, start. there's that kind of uh, energy that comes with the Super Bowl parties. That's fine, Jason, but I don't want the cameras of NBC showing me every celebrity that just happened to buy a suite that particular day. I and Fox did it all day long during that game, and it's like, who cares? Well, I don't want to see it. Right now in a VIP section, you joke and get a ticket for $72,750. So you don't have to see that, and that doesn't include the fees. Well, see, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio can do that, and uh-huh. that's like me pulling out a $20 bill uh-huh. for him, right? You I mean, that's bastard. nothing, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, look, I want to watch football. Uh-huh. I don't give a damn what celebrity is in the stadium. I don't care. It's L.A., there's always going to be celebrities. It's no different than when you're watching a Laker game or a Clipper game. You're, you're going to see that. And, I, I, I mean, as long as I, I'm with you, I don't need the overkill. But here's somebody, here's somebody, here's somebody. I, I don't, you know, the sad part for me is I don't know who most of the, those are anyway. I mean, I, I just remember sitting there and seeing that every celebrity, uh-huh. and it wasn't just a shot that he's here or she's here or this is that. It was like they'd focus in on him and say, oh, there's DiCaprio talking to so-and-so, and I wonder what he's drinking, and I don't know what he's doing. They weren't even paying attention to the football game. That's the other thing. It's a social event for those folks. It is. They don't it, care. It is. But, you know, Aikman wasn't analyzing what they were drinking. They, I, don't th- I think it was Buck. It wasn't it, it, Aikman. Uh, well, I think Joe Buck was pointing out a, a hockey relative of his in, in some way or another, <laughs> which I appreciated because, you know, you had a hockey player there. All and right. you were talking some hockey. Joe Reinagel on Twitter at Get Off My Lawn, damn it. Uh, <laughs> think about this, though. I wouldn't even pay the fees. StubHub's cheapest ticket right now, $5,490 with a convenience fee of $1,413, making the total $690568. A $1,500 service fee? For one ticket. For one ticket. Yeah. So if you need two, you want to take your wife, fifteen grand. Well, and where's that going to be? Uh, I mean, who knows? That's the cheapest that's ticket. That's the cheapest so ticket. That's an ITB ticket in uh. the building, an ITB ticket. You know, a great place to go watch that Super Bowl, and it won't cost you $1,500 in service fees. Joe Reinager, Jason Minnix.
The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Reinagle. Troy Aikman. The Troy Aikman. The Troy Aikman will join us any minute now. Scheduled to be 5.30, but he's early. Ah. So I don't know if that means he's going to join us earlier or if if we're going to wait till 5.30. We, we will find out. Here's the deal. Whenever Troy wants to join us, he's welcome to join us. How about that? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I, much. I, I, I mean, mean, I... I, 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 I I realize, you know, there's formatics and stuff that we're supposed to do, but, you know, sometimes, you know, your game plan goes out the window. You you throw the playbook out the window, and you just have to improvise. That's right. Run to the mailbox and cut right. Yeah, I got you. Just like that. Just like Aikman and Irvin used to do. Absolutely. You're going to play me that far off? I'm just going to just dig it. And that's that's what we're going to do. So, you know, I realize in radio a lot of times, you know, if you leave work at the same time and you're driving somewhere, you hear us doing, say, a sports center at a certain time, and you know if you're at that particular location, you know you're on time or you're running late, right? Uh, We're going to screw you up today. (laughs) It may change. In fact, I think we already have. You know, <laughs> as we do that, it's uh, day one on 103.3 FM. So what we're doing today is uh, take a photo of your car radio, the your preset. Show us that that it's been preset. Tweet it to us, Instagram to us. Make sure you tag at SA Sports Star, tag Joe, tag me. He's at Joe Kent's five. I'm at Jason Minix. I'm the same on Instagram. He's at Joe Reinagle underscore Ken's five on, right. on Instagram. That's right. And tag everybody. And we're going to give away randomly some gift cards to Mellow Mushroom and to Pinkerton's Barbecue. You know what I found out with the. Well, we've gotten a lot of pictures, by the way. Yes, we have. A lot of these people have some really nice cars. <laughs> Man, I tell you, we've got a we've got a very high class audience. We do very high class. We we, we do, and there's nothing wrong with that. What no, I find interesting no. is seeing all the other stations listed on the uh, presets. What else are you guys listening to? Well, the pictures I've seen, it only shows us, and I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it. You know how technology te- technologically yes. smart. You are or, sound or dumb? Maybe yeah. that's that's the thing. But I've just noticed a lot of nice. Uh, I mean, like you like see, I like that one you're looking at right now, Eric uh, Benton. That looks nice. That, that does right. That looks so like he's in a I'm nice saying, con- hey, congratulations to all of you folks out there because although Eric, my goodness, dude, we're FM two. Who's FM one? Dude, you know there are <laughs> bonus points if we're FM one. Oh, uh, I mean not really, but kind of now that I'm noticing. Yeah, I, I mean and what I do find interesting: the people that had one of three point three already programmed in. That's nice, and a lot of them did because as soon as you said that to start the show today, I mean, bam, 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 bam. We got a bunch of pictures right off the bat, so that was good news. Um, They're already paying attention, so that's great, and I just just appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate everybody that's sending in pictures, and just be careful, all right? Pull over before you take the picture. Yeah, Carl uh, said he almost got into a wreck trying to take a picture, so uh, um, I I mean, not that Carl, a different Carl. Carl Schoening is is, is here as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, but, But you look at the idea, and you know, sometimes you know, you you know, when you talk into a microphone, 
Uh, you know, like today we're in an event, you see people. Yeah. Sometimes you just have no idea. You tell a joke, like a comedian tells a joke, and they know if it was a good joke or a bad joke instantly, depending right on crowd reaction. Yeah. In radio, you have no idea. No clue. And it's just nice to see, hey, tweet a photo, and boom, all of a sudden, boom, 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 you get that. that they're actually, we're not just talking. It's not you and me just talking. Well, and we know. There's we know actually, better. But, actually people but, out but, there. But sometimes, you know, it is. Right. You know, especially for the new guy. You know, he needs to feel the love. I do, and I, and I appreciate the love, and I appreciate all the – because, you know, and they're not sending them all to your Twitter account. So it's kind of nice. Well, that I, you that's know, why got... we want to tag and everybody. And, and, by the way, make sure you're following all of us as well. Right. Yeah, please. And I think everybody is. Most everybody's sent a picture. So I appreciate that. I'm just uh, I'm very happy for all of you folks out there because – They've all got nice cars. Uh, well, I mean, you know, think and Sierra. Wow. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to. I mean, things do work. Troy Aikman in the building will join us momentarily. You think about the legendary quarterback that he is, the legendary announcer that he is now 20 years at Fox. Tom Brady announces his retirement today. And you talk about the greatest quarterback of all time. You might even say greatest football player of all time. Although you can't ever call him the greatest athlete of all time, no. but maybe you can. I mean, the guy has accomplished so much. But it's just, it's just weird how his retirement has gone down. I don't think you could call him the best athlete of all time. I think that's a little bit of a stretch because that's a whole different category. Now, if you want to call him the best football player of all time, I'm with you there. I can see that happening. Athlete's a little different. But the way this happened, to me, it, it, not that it puts a damper on things, but it just shouldn't have happened this way. And I don't blame Adam Schefter. Tom Brady had a chance last night to do this. He waited till this morning to do it on Instagram. But whoever leaked out the information really should be ashamed of themselves, and I hope you get a stomach ache tonight. Well, and again, whoever leaked it out, Shefty did his job, and I'm sure that person probably isn't going to get a Christmas card this year. But then, you know, it breaks over the weekend, and immediately the Brady love all weekend. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, when somebody passes away, all the accolades say that to the person right. while they're alive. Yeah. At least Tom got to sit back and enjoy watching all the different things that were about him. You know, Madden got to watch that program right before he passed away, and we know he watched it with his family. But then last night he did his podcast and didn't say anything, said he still hadn't made a decision. So he goes to bed and wakes up this morning and says, all right, let me post on Instagram. I'm done. I, I mean, it's just the timing of it is just very, very weird. It, extremely weird because last night he says, look, I've got to talk to the wife, talk to the family. I want to spend some time with them. And I guess, I don't know, 12 hours spending time with him last night was enough because he makes his decision and decides to retire. It's bittersweet, obviously. He played longer than most people do in the NFL. But, uh, man... What a great run. An incredible run. And, again, the way, like, like even his announcement. Now, the one thing we know about Tom Brady is his attention to detail. It can't be a oops, an oversight, that in his long-ass post today, he did not mention or thank the New England Patriots, any of the Patriots coaches, teammates, fans, Robert Kraft, in his initial statement, he thanked everybody in the Bucks organization, including the janitor. But he didn't thank anybody or even mention the Patriots. It was like he had a two-year career, and that was it. Now, once the Patriots put something out, 
he did thank the Patriots and the fans up there. Yes. But it was odd that his initial post did not thank the New England Patriots. I think that tells you everything you need to know about how that whole situation ended. You know, everybody always thought that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were tied at the hip, right? They had to have each Mm -hmm. other. One without the other was not going to do any good at all. Well, obviously, Brady proved that that was was false when he goes down to Tampa Bay and wins a Super Bowl right away. But then we hear him today, and you find out he doesn't thank Belichick or anybody else uh, in New England. You realize that uh, there was a riff there, and it did not end on happy terms. It, it didn't, but, I mean, f- again, not to mention them. That, yeah. that was just... Well, especially the fans. It, it, well, just all of it. I, I mean, just the, this whole thing from Saturday to his agent being vague, his dad saying it's not true, to his podcast last night where he says he needs time to sleep on it. I don't know if he's doing endorsements for the same mattress that Dak does and a lot of the NFL guys, the sleep whatever, right? Did he sleep at a Holiday Inn last night? I I, I doubt it. But, I mean, what happened from his podcast last night to this morning for him to decide now is the time to make it public. His house could probably be a Holiday Inn. It's probably that big. <laughs> but, I think it'd be more know, like one of the JW Marriott resorts. Right, exactly <laughs> right. You know, I, he had his mind made up. I think that's pretty obvious. His mind was made up. He knew what he was going to do during the podcast last night. And for whatever reason, just didn't want to announce it last night. He was... You know, maybe he was too emotional. Maybe he, he did have to go talk to to uh, Giselle one more time or his kids or whatever the case may be. But I think he knew what he was going to do all along. He just wanted to wait for the right time. And maybe he wanted Shefty, you know, flying in the wind a little bit. And uh, But he didn't fly long enough. I mean, Shefty no. was right. And maybe he wanted to make sure it was February 1st. I, I, I don't know. But, again, I, I go back to what happened in New England because it wasn't until – the Patriots Twitter released the statement from Robert Kraft that he quote tweeted and said, thank you, Patriots Nation. I'm beyond grateful. Love you all. (laughs) I mean, wow. And that's kind of a, you know, thank you, but goodbye. Kind of. I mean, you know, any of you that have an ex, you understand that meaning right there. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, you guys. You know, appreciate yeah. I, I mean, you you were a part of my life, but I've moved on. It, well, it's not always the appreciation there. There there are things that don't work out <laughs> yeah. that well. But ha- having said all that, yeah, I mean, at least I don't know, man. I really wish he would have gushed a little more because I remember when he left New England, those fans, Jason, were just devastated. I mean, they were devastated. I mean, he had played there the whole time, and they were completely devastated. And it was sad uh, for the fans. I really was a little sad for them. Um, you know, it's, And it, I wish you would have thanked them a little more. You know, it is a very bad analogy. But seeing Tony Parker in another uniform is always weird. Yep. I don't know that I could have handled seeing Timmy or Manu in a different uniform. And it's weird because Tony, for so many years, was the only guy that you thought of the big three that could get traded. It would be him. Right. Uh, But it was just weird seeing Tony Parker in another uniform. To imagine being a Patriots fan and having to spend time seeing Tom not only in another uniform but go win a Super Bowl. I think back to Emmett Smith, how weird it was that he was in a Cardinals uniform. And yes. some of the greats, uh, Peyton Manning did it to the Colts, but because of injury, 
the Colts had Andrew Luck and they were ready to go, they had to. I mean, and I think a lot of the the Colts fans were okay with it because, well, we got Andrew Luck here. Yeah. And, you know, your neck. I don't know if you're going to be able to walk again. It's such a different situation than what Tom Brady was in. He just needed a challenge. He went and he proved that he could get it done without Bill Belichick. Boy, and he did, man. You know, and that's one of the greatest sports stories in the history of sports. Having Tom Brady leave the New England Patriots where he had so much success. If you go to Tampa Bay and then, you know, win another Super Bowl there, that is just absolutely one of the best stories in sports. All right, we're going to shift some things up. We're a little early for the break, but Troy is ready. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, the legend Troy Aikman will join us here on the Blitz. Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. The Fumble Dad, 103.3 FM. <laughs> Today is our first day on a new FM frequency. It's 103.3, so it's going to take a while to get used to it. <laughs> I'm Jason Medix. He's Joe Reinagle. Troy Aikman is joining us here. Hall of Fame quarterback, great announcer, and now the beer maker. Yeah. How about that? It's pretty good stuff, man. It is good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We just launched today, February 1st. Been working hard for the last couple of years and, you know, couldn't wait to get to this point. And here we are. And it's why I'm in San Antonio now and we'll be traveling around the state of Texas. But I uh, look forward to get, hearing how everybody thinks of it. And I think they're going to really love it. Well, I think it's great. You know, we, we had an opportunity to sample a little bit of it. But I wanted to ask you, why? Was this something you always wanted to do? Uh, not, not so much. I, I did work at a beer distributorship when I was in college. Okay. And then when I came to Dallas, uh, I became very close friends with a beer distributor there in town and did a lot of stuff with his distributorship, but never in my wildest dreams did I imagine I'd be making beer. But uh, through a mutual friend, I met my now partners, and we started talking about it. And uh, I thought, hey, if we can make a, a light beer, which is what I drink, and we can do it that it's differently, uh, then I'd be all in. And I think that the space needs something new, something fresh. And so we went down this path, and uh, 8 was born. And it, what makes it, you know, we're low-calorie, low-carb, but what makes 8 unique is that we have no adjuncts. We have no fillers, no corn, no rice, no syrups, no sugars. And uh, not, there's no other widely available beer that I know of that can say that. And so I always refer to it as a better-for-you beer. And 100% uh, organic grains. And so if you... Uh, you know, I work out. I worry about that. I, I'm mindful of what I put in my body, but I also like to have a good time with when the when the moment presents itself. Sure. And I figure, hey, absolutely, this is something that uh, you don't compromise all that hard work in the process. Now, you you talk about a lot of the uh, when you're developing eight, the natural in the working out light beers, right? Now, you know. Some of us work out more than others, right? But I am a light beer drinker. Yeah. And, and I was you know, trying to figure out what does this taste like because what I, thought you were, what I thought it was going to be and what it is is very different. What did you think it was going to be? I, well, I thought you were chasing like the Ultra Crowd or, or Miller Lite. Miller Lite's my beer of choice. I kind of thought it was more like a Yingling Flight, which I think is a great beer too. Light, again, light beer. Yeah. I... Uh so the beer distributorship that I worked at was a Miller distributorship. Uh, I have been a light beer drinker, uh, but I felt that uh, – 
for the reasons that we made it and doing it in a way that I think is unique and different than all the other beers that are available, I also think our, our beer tastes really good. You know, I don't think we sacrifice taste. And so that was important to me. And I feel good with what we came up with. And, and the response from everyone who has tried it has been overwhelmingly positive. And I know when we went around and we met with a lot of distributors and told them what we were planning to do and whether or not they wanted to get on board, uh, they were as enthusiastic, if not more enthusiastic, than we were. And that only got me more and more excited. So. We've had a lot of good things uh, go our way, and, and the retailers that were that are going to be carrying it, uh, the interest has excited them, and uh, they've placed quite a bit of orders. So we're looking forward to that part of it. i got to tell you, the can is pretty cool, too. Yeah. Uh, did you have something to do with that design? Because I did. there's one guy at a radio station that always has that on his trophy case. Oh, yeah? <laughs> right, Rob Thompson. Yeah, I love he's got it. it on his trophy case I love already. It. Is this yeah. Rob here? That's yeah, that's Rob. Rob, right there. Rob, yeah. he, Rob he want my man. We need more guys like Rob. <laughs> he, he, well, he, he didn't want to drink it. He, he just wanted to save <laughs> it for yeah. a souvenir. Drink I put it, it I'll empty. get you another one. Yeah. We'll just keep replacing it. But I love the can. I yeah. do love the can, and, you know, we went through the whole exercise. People would now, it seems like whenever you come up with a name, then it just seems like, well, how could you have ever named it anything other than that? But we went through the exercise. We kept coming back to eight. To eight. We talked to a lot of other people. They thought it was a no-brainer, had to be eight. So then when we began the packaging side of it, uh, I thought the agency that we used that came up with what we ultimately have I thought it was genius. You know, the, the 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 logo is a colon, but on a white can, it looks like an eight. Mm-hmm. And I explain that because it's amazing. Some people just see the colon, and then others, when you explain, they go, oh, yeah, of course, there's an eight. Yeah. You know, I get that. But some people don't see the eight initially. So I, I try to remind people in case they haven't. But I, I love the, the design. I love the packaging. I think it's simple and clean, uh, much like the beer itself. And, and it's it's going to be only available in texas originally which yep. which is uh you know brilliant on your part small dominate texas and then go out everybody has asked me since we got a chance to uh sample it ahead of time a week ago when we put it on socials when is it going to be available well it is available today it's starting available today. starting today yes it's it is only available on premise currently okay and as i was saying the distributors got it today so it'll probably be more like wednesday thursday maybe friday before some people are able to to actually get it as these distributors get it out to the proper places but it will be available on premise uh in select restaurants and bars and then once the stores do their resets we'll have it um in in the stores heb kroger uh number a number of places where you can walk in buy a six pack buy a 12 pack and be on your way all right, we got to talk a little football, if you don't mind, yeah. because you guys uh, on the, the, the Rams 49ers game, the most interesting thing that, that I got, fourth quarter, I think the Rams had just tied the ball game up, and you said they were stopping the running game. Right. It says it goes to Garoppolo's hands, and you were a little nervous about that as far as they were concerned, and you were right. Well, I, I, I wasn't nervous, and, and my comments, I hope, I have seen that. I think some people maybe took that as though I was saying, oh, boy, now it's on Garoppolo. And that was not, that was not my feelings at all, and, and uh, I, I would apologize to Jimmy if, if that's what people thought my intentions were. 
I think a lot of Jimmy, and we all know that he's been up and down. But we had him week 18 when they were in that same situation mm-hmm. against the Rams. They, they needed a touchdown to tie it, and he took him right down the field and right. he did it. The way I said it, which I guess I wish I could go back and change it, it was only that they weren't running the ball well, and it was all going to be on Jimmy, you know, to where they weren't going to be able to mix it up and, and do those things. I actually expected him to have a better series in that moment than what he had or what the team had. But I'm a big fan of Jimmy's, the way he handled everything with Trey Lance coming in. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot about how he was raised. It says a lot about the kind of person he is. Not many people would handle it that well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was happy for Stafford as well. He grew up in my backyard uh, there in Highland Park in Dallas. He won a state title for them. A lot of pressure on him, obviously, from the time he went to the Rams and for him to be now playing in the Super Bowl, which is what the expectation was. Uh, he's met every expectation. I'm really proud of him. Hall of Famer Troy Aikman joining us here on the Blitz. And, you know, Hall of Fame career, you're the best analyst in, in the NFL. You're regardless, everybody says that, right? And I think we all believe that. And you just talk about, I wish I could go back. You're doing a football game live right. in the moment. And, you know... Every week there's, you know, oh, Joe Buck hates my team. Or, you know, <laughs> you know Tony Romo, what the hell was he saying here? Yeah. I, uh, can you put in? Aikman's to, an idiot. To, you know, yeah, nobody one. ever says Aikman's an idiot. I, I mean, but but you, you look at it and you go, three hours of a live football game. How difficult of a job that really is? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a fair question. It's gotten harder. I mean, it really has gotten harder. Joe Buck sent me a clip from uh, 20... Uh, like 206 2006 15 years ago and it was he and i having some fun in the in in the booth and 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 like he said you know you no more could do that in today's environment and there was nothing said that would have been controversial but it it, the, the times have changed i think the ability to just have some fun and have some laughs, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to do. You're, you know, people take things the wrong way, and then no telling what all might take place. But I do know you bring up a good point. When we when we are talking, uh, we're talking in real time. I mean, we're talking about what we're seeing at the moment and what we're projecting, in, you know, in the future. And when when the game gets written about, yeah, it's easy to go back and say, well, he said that this was going right. to happen. Yeah. This was going to happen, and you're like. You know, it's just, but that's that's the nature of it. There, are, there are a lot of critics. Um, with all that said, it is a fantastic job. I mean, I love the job. I've been doing it now for 21 years. Joe and I just finished our 20th season together, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. In fact, this year has probably been the most enjoyable year uh, that I have had, and I hope to I hope to do it another 10 years or so. It's been a lot of fun. Will it still be at Fox? Well, that's uh, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's ongoing conversations. It could be at Fox. It could be at Fox and Amazon, and it could be at Amazon. And then a uh, third party just jumped into the fray. And so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice position to be in, and, and we'll see where it all lands. My hope is that I'm working with Joe Buck, whatever that looks like, because he and I are really great friends. Uh, we shared a lot of experiences together. 
and in our personal lives approximately the same time. He went through a divorce about the same time I was going through a divorce. He's got two young daughters, now not so young. They're out of college. Uh, my two daughters are in college. We both like to spend time together. We travel together in the off season, and and I think that's what viewers hear. I think they I think they hear two friends in the booth, and you can't just replicate that with other people. And and I have found that there's a lot of partners that just simply they don't get along very well. Um, and even the ones that do get along, they don't really enjoy spending that much time together. So Joe and I have something that's really special, and uh, we, we would hate to see that end. Jason says the same thing. Joe and I have something very special. I could tell. You can tell. I, well, you, you realize, Troy, yeah. that's, that, I walked in that's here, going to be tell. a promo <laughs> yeah. where, where Ryan Eggle is going to make it sound like you're talking about <laughs> him. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, can you say yeah. all the same things? Just say, Jason. <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah. even it up a little bit. Right. But, you know, Troy, when you, when you say that and you say a uh, third party and Amazon, what is it about the NFL that keeps it so popular? I mean, it is head and shoulders above every other professional sport. It really is, and you just wonder how long can that continue. I, I read a book years ago called um, America's Game, and it started about the missteps of baseball. Baseball at one time was America's pastime, and then all of a sudden football surpassed it, and they went through the missteps that allowed football to overtake baseball. One of them was, one of the major ones, was the oversaturation of baseball on television. And I worry about all of the televised games that we have. You got it on Monday, Thursday, Sunday, at times on Saturday. And yet people, there's still a thirst that hasn't been quenched to see NFL football. And so I think what's happened even though I think in some ways the game itself, because the players aren't together as much, you know, you're not able to hit the way you once did. So the way foot, the football you knew and the football I knew is not the same game. But I think what appeals to the public is that these games all come down to the last three or four minutes of the game in the last possession, and that's that's pretty dramatic television. And I think that's been the biggest reason why the game has continued to be so popular. Troy Aikman joining us here on the Blitz, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer from the Dallas Cowboys. What I love, Troy, all your whether you're doing an interview on 1310 up in Dallas or you're doing a game, you're always honest. I need some clarity on some comments you made uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, on 1310, the ticket up there in Dallas, when you talked about if if they were playing that way, Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches at halftime. Yeah, now, that was yeah. probably a little bit hyperbole. <laughs> well, I, I, it, it, it's maybe, true, it probably though. was five or six. Well, it's a lot more yeah. than what CD had, yeah. right? Is it – were you – Directing criticism at Dak Prescott, the quarterback, or no. Kellen Moore in the system, or a little bit of both? Well, neither, really. Quite because honest, it kind of came across yeah. as it could be either. Well, I, I think what happens is when I say something, because my whole comment on that was talking about just the week earlier, we had done the Eagles and Tampa Bay wild card game. Mm -hmm. And I thought the Eagles, they've got Devontae Smith, great player, and they're getting one-on-one, -on -one, and they wouldn't come out and just throw the ball to him, whether it's a comeback, a curl, a square, you know, whatever it is, you know, that you can run the whole route tree and, and pretty much throw what you want, but they didn't do it. And then Dallas didn't do it on some favorable looks. And I had talked with some people that I really respect, some offensive minds, earlier in the season. And I said, you know, I don't understand why these teams don't take advantage of some of these things more. If they played Michael that way, everyone knew he was going to get the ball. 
And this coach that I have great respect for was talking about it, and he goes, yeah, it's hard to understand. But more and more of these offenses, they, that's not what they do. They really want to use their scheme. So it's all about the deep crossers and the shallow crossers and, you know, doing these things up the field, the vertical seams and all those kinds of things. And, and to me, it, there's a tendency, for, and I don't want to be the old guy who says, well, this is the way we did it in the 90s. <laughs> I, you know, I already am, right? <laughs> you know, hey, this is the way we did it in the 90s, but it's still, you know, it's still pretty effective if you just do it. I'm screaming at my TV. That DB is barely well, on the screen the throwing the ball. And, and that's why I just said, so in my comments, I said, you know, look, I saw this last week with the Eagles. They didn't do it. And I saw it this week with Dallas that they didn't do it, and more and more teams just aren't throwing those kinds of things. And I don't really understand it because if Michael had been covered that way, he would have caught ten passes. And then it went like it was a shot at the Cowboys. And it, and it, was, it, it was not at all. It was just a broad statement about the way that the league is being played right now. Okay, well, I have to ask you this. And nobody will hear what I just said. They'll, 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 they'll stick right. to yeah. you know. That's okay. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. It was a game-winning touchdown. I think it was a game before this one. He said, I didn't care what the play was. I was going to run this route. Yeah. How many times did you and Mike Lurvin just say, hey, go to the mailbox and turn right? I mean, was uh, that ever, did that ever happen? Not, not a lot. Occasionally when the game – well, a little bit similar to that. Like if the game's really on the line and you just know that they're going to play him a certain way and you're not going to be able to run a typical route – you know, there were times when you'd say, hey, Mike, just try this and then, you know, know that the ball's going to be up and just go up and make a play on it. But we weren't, you know, Kansas City seems to do a lot of yeah. that. You know, <laughs> they, they seem to kind of draw it up in the dirt a lot. Uh, but uh, we were a little bit more regimented in, in, in what we did. And and I think that's another part of it. I think the, the quarterbacks have more control they definitely have more of an impact on the game itself, but I also think they have more control over what's being called and how they're doing things at the line of scrimmage. Did Norv or Jimmy ever get mad at you when you disregarded a play? Uh, no. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> got mad one time because he he wanted me to take a knee at the end of a game to in the victory formation because we were going to run out the clock. The problem was taking a knee was not going to run out the clock. We were going to have to punt. And so he called to take the knee. I didn't. I turned and handed it off. He was livid, and he's yelling <laughs> on the sidelines, I said take a knee. He's yelling, you know. And so, okay, we took a knee, and then it's fourth down, we got a punt. You know, we didn't run out the clock. <laughs> and, then, and you talk about looking really foolish. Well, you know? You're telling me Jimmy had you know, clock management we, issues? At times. At, at times. At times. He's my boy. Uh you know the Hall of Famer, but uh -huh. uh, at, yeah. at times there was there was some questionable stuff. The criticism that Mike McCarthy gets is it fair? Um, probably not. I, I uh, you know, I was asked also on that same interview you're referring to about, you know, what would be my grade for Mike McCarthy, and I love Mike McCarthy. I he, I consider him a friend. I think he's a great coach. But when when a team is expected to get to the Super Bowl and you don't win a playoff game, I said I'd probably give him a C. You know, and it wasn't, it was just me saying, yeah, it's probably how most people would view it. And I also said, and this is the way I felt as a player, if no matter how good, once you're a team that the only measurement of success is winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl, then if you don't even win a playoff game, you're really no different than those teams that never even made the playoffs. It's, it's a huge disappointment.
And so I made that comment, and then that got like that was intended to be a shot, and that that was not that was not intended to be a shot at the Cowboys at all. It's the way I always felt. It's it's a it's a terrible feeling. In fact, I would argue that the Cowboys felt worse about their season than the Jets and the Jaguars did about mm-hmm. their season because they were never going to make it into the postseason. You know, what are the players feeling like right now as they anticipate that Super Bowl? Uh, well, a lot of excitement. You know, there are players for the Rams that were there a few years ago, so they have at least uh, a memory bank on what that experience was like. But for Matthew Stafford, this has got to be magical for him. I remember we talked to him back in September, and I said, what's it like being with the Rams? He said, you know, this is how I always envisioned the NFL being. And I thought it was such a great comment, you know, to have spent all those years. And he loved Detroit, and he really hoped that he could put them over the edge. But to have not won a playoff game, to not really have many winning seasons and get to the postseason. And I remember he said that in September. I can only imagine how excited he is now when you think, gosh, this is what I always imagined the NFL being. And for Joe Burrow and that, that team, I know what that feeling's like when you haven't won in a while. And then when you finally do, it happened to us in 91, it's magical. It's magical for the players. It's magical for the fans. You know, everyone's a Bengals fan. It's, it, it'll never get better than it is right now in Cincinnati. And so one of these quarterbacks in their first Super Bowl is going to come out and be a Super Bowl winner, and it's, a, it's something that is a, is a legacy game and one you'll never forget. You know, I think about... Uh, question: Daryl Johnston is on with us every Monday. We call it oh, Mondays with the Moose. Yeah, we yeah. we we have we have a lot of fun with Moose every week, right? Yeah, he's awesome. He is, and he he was very excited to send him the beer. Uh, yeah. He sent me a picture of the the beer pack, although it was four, and he thought, well, if it's called eight, why do I only get four beers? <laughs> but you know that, that that's beside the point. But well, but tell I, him he's going to have to buy some. Well, there, there you <laughs> go. Is, I don't there, think he wants to do just, that. I knew four would just be a little teaser for him. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he spent a lot. Of, we, uh, when he was with the Alliance, and I really got to know him a lot. Uh, you know, down here when he was with the Alliance. Um, but I, you know, I, I asked him yesterday. Who's got the experience? Because so many Rams were just in the Super Bowl, or this young Cincinnati team. And he said, if it was about experience, the Bills would have beat us that first yeah, year. Yeah. You know, we were the youngest team coming in. Yeah. Is that kind of the mindset coming in, where you where you're thinking about who you're going to pick in this Super Bowl, or does the experience matter to you a little bit more? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't pay much attention to experience for that very reason. I, I agree with Daryl on that. That uh, we were the youngest team in football. We had nobody really who had made it. I don't know if we had any players that had made it to us. Well, we had uh, Charles Haley, but I, he might have been the only one who had ever played in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills, obviously, were playing in their third consecutive. So uh, I, it really just comes down to who's going to be able to play uh, air-free football, flawless football, when it matters most, or play their best football. And I think Jimmy that week did a great job of getting us prepared. I thought his messaging with the team you know, clock management may not have been the best, but the way he talked to the team during the week was phenomenal. And uh, <laughs> we, we went in we went in really confident, you know. And uh, his best speech, I'll tell you real quick, was we were in a team meeting on Wednesday of that week. He laid a two-by-four across the floor, and he says, how many of you guys think you could walk across this two-by-four? And er- he goes, show of hands. Everybody raises their hand. He goes, okay, now I want you to envision we're going to put it up between two skyscrapers. And you're going to walk this board, and how many? And I want you to imagine how high you are off the ground, and 
the dangers if you were to fall off. But how many people now think they can walk across that two by four? And people are like, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure. It was kind of <laughs> like one of those. And uh, and his whole deal was that it's the same two by four. The degree of difficulty is still the same, and that the game that we were about to play, even though 180 million people were going to be watching it. Uh, it was still the game of football that we'd been playing at a high level all season long. And uh, it really struck a chord with everybody, and, uh, and we were able to do that. So uh, experience in playoffs, I think the one thing in a Super Bowl, like Tom Brady, I always used to think that nobody's played in enough Super Bowls to really get a- accustomed to what that feeling's like. Tom has, he has. Tom has <laughs> played nine of them. But, uh, but the one thing you do have if you've played in it is you know how your body is going to respond. I mean, you know the emotion, and, and because it can be, it can be debilitating if, if you let it, you know, because it, you're on a big stage. How do you handle that, especially if you're the one handling the ball? Uh, I think that's the advantage those guys have. But once the ball's snapped, um, I don't think experience matters. Troy Aikman joining us here on the Blitz. The new beer eight is out today officially. It'll start getting to the uh, bars and premises uh, in the next couple of days, and soon you'll be able to get it at the stores. Congratulations on eight. I got to know, though, because I know you're a Traeger guy. Uh, I'm jealous you've had Matt Pittman actually cooking yes, the house for yes. you. All right, so when you're firing up your Traeger, what, what are you grilling on Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, well, I'm working this Sunday. I'm not working the game, but I will be in L.A. at the stadium uh, for an event that I, I'm contracted to attend. But typically, uh, I do have a party at my house when I'm not calling the game. I, I'm not the one working the Traeger. I hate to admit, <laughs> I hate, I hate to admit that. I hate to admit that to you. But I'm a rib guy. So yeah. I, 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 I'm not a great cook, but I, and, I, and I don't boast about much. But I can make some baby back ribs. And uh, now, Meat Church, mm-hmm. he's on another planet. Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he comes in. He's cooked over at my house twice. And it is it is unbelievable how good he is. And he's got all my buddies locked in. I haven't yet made it to Waxahachie. I keep telling him I'm coming. And uh, to see his setup and go through one of his cooking schools. It'd be awesome. Wow. I, I just, I just, how do you get to the point Have where you've you, had him? I, I've not. Yeah. I, I mean, but, you know. All his products, the way he does his ribs. Between that and there's a company out of Corpus called Gulf Coast Smoke. Those yeah. are the, the best rubs out there. Those, those people that cook like that, uh, I haven't been to any of those contests, you know, the rib cook-offs uh-huh. and all that. Um, but I'd like to sometimes because I got my best friend has been my best friend since I was 12 years old. And he can barbecue. He can cook anything. I yeah. mean, he's one of those who can cook anything. And I learned a little bit from him. But to be around those guys, they've got their techniques and the way that they do it, and it's to me, it's fascinating. It's a different level. I just want to eat. Level. I'm a great judge yeah, yeah, at barbecue yeah. cook-offs. I'm a great judge. So yeah. any, anybody that needs a judge, just I'm call with, me. Call, and call me with Absolutely. I'll go with That's you. It. That's yeah, it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and, and have the eight beer ready to go. Absolutely. We'll do It'll it. will be there. Troy Aikman, appreciate you stopping yeah. by thank and joining you. us here thank on you. Troy, the Blitz. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. We're back after this on 103.3 FM and AM 1250. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minnick. He is Joe Reinig. I want to thank Troy Aikman. Dude, how much fun was that? For spending such quality time with us. How much fun was that? 
Um, seeing a lot of people saying great interview. Well, that was great stuff. Um, Rudy J. Rudy J. still here. Yeah, Rob. He, he's he's over there somewhere. So the boss man, and I didn't get this done. Wanted to see if we could get Troy to record some liners. And I, I didn't see this on the email ahead of time, but he wanted to see if Troy would re- record some liners. Now, he's here. He's going to to a deal. We'll see if Rob or somebody will, will get get him to do it. But uh, did, did you want to get uh, uh, Troy to record some liners? Uh, one, one, one of them is, uh, this is Kim. I, I'm not here. Hi, this is Troy. You've reached Kim's phone. I think, I think, oh, I yeah, think the boss that, man is trying to get the, uh, the, the wife's uh, voicemail message. I, I've done. already got the best promo of all. You do. I mean, me and Joe make a great team. I mean, that that to me is just, that's perfect. It's exactly what that he's doing. That was perfect. We got to go to break because we went long. I, I, I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> what, what, is, what is Rudy trying to tell us? Tell us to go to break. Oh, Rudy's, Rudy's trying to get his photo. Oh, oh a group photo. Hey, Pledge, we're, we're going to break right now. Hey, don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't, don't, look, don't look at me like that. We're getting a group photo with Troy Aikman, damn it. We're going to take a break. We're back after this on the Blitz. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Used to be, now we're 103.3 FM. I'm just seeing if anybody was paying attention. Uh, That's two turnovers today. Dude, we were just hanging out with Troy Aikman. Yeah, I'm glad I can You're having a Ryan Tannehill day. Uh, No, not that bad. (laughs) I'm having a great day. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Are you kidding? That was unbelievable. And they just brought us some of the great eight beer. He brought me four, none for you. It's amazing how that Uh works. That's how it works. Is is that how it works? Well, you you took all my other beer, too, that that they brought us. I I did not take your other beer. Wait a minute. He was saying that it looks like a... If you look close, it's an eight. And yeah. I, I can see it now when you look at it like that. You didn't always see that as no, being an eight? I didn't. It's because you're not a lifelong cowboy now, fan. Now he called it a, <laughs> a, a semicolon. A, yeah. Or a colon. A yeah. colon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can it's see that. It's an eight. That. Now I can see it. All right. All I, right. I got that. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what we're doing. Uh, we got an injury update. Is Pledge or, oh, so we're doing it early because I know we're way off on time right now. So. Hey, Dr. Ochoa, how's your day, sir? Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're fi- Dude, you are following Troy Aikman. How are you doing? I know. Just, there's no winning. There is no winning on my side after I follow the legend like that. But, you know, are, are you, you kidding? What, what am I going to say? Are you, are, are you kidding? I, th- I think everybody right now would say, dude, I want to be on right after Troy because everybody's listening right now and, and commenting true, about it. Um, and, and you look at it and you think about it, uh, you know, Super Bowl is two weeks away. And you look, there's some some pretty key injuries for both of the teams heading towards the Super Bowl. For the Cincinnati Bengals, a tight end whose name I'm not going to butcher, um, <laughs> I'm surprised it's not torn. They say there's a chance it's only a sprain that he could come back. Yeah, I'm surprised as well by the way it looked on the field and the way he kind of hopped off, not putting any weight on it. Um, and it's hard to say with the MCL sprains, I think, with the, I guess the the, if you're a Bengals fan, the uh, the hope you can hang your hat on is that the ACL wasn't torn. But, um, you know, if it's a really bad MCL thing, there's a chance he won't be back on the field that quickly. You know, that's interesting that you say that because um, 
you know, as far as uh, the Rams go, they're tight end also. They say they suffered, he suffered, uh, it's Tyler Higby, suffered a sprained MCL. Obviously, a sprain is is not as bad as a tear. I'm not a doctor, but it would seem that way. How bad is that, though? And and is the movement not the same as it normally would be? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a – so you're right. It depends on the grade of the sprain. And when they say it's a sprain, they're implying that it didn't completely tear and that it's intact. It's just the problem with that injury is that it's got a very poor blood supply and it takes a very long time to heal. And lateral movement is what stresses that ligament. And so, for for instance, if you're an inline kind of straight-ahead kind of push-the-tile kind of guy, you might get away with playing with a sprained MCL and not do so poorly. But, some, you know, the uh, the guys that are outside tight ends, uh, receivers, running backs, they can uh, they can be affected for a longer time frame. Dr. Eloy Ochoa joining us here on the Blitz for our weekly injury update. Brought to you by TSAOG Orthopedics Online at TSAOG.com. For those that aren't playing in the Super Bowl, like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it's off-season surgery time, and he dealt with a lot of injuries down the stretch. He's going to have surgery on his thumb. They say about four to six weeks recovery time. Are they just going to clean up the issue that he was dealing with during the postseason? Well, it's hard to say for sure because they weren't very specific about the injury, but I'm thinking that the injury was probably a version of what um, happened to um, Drew Brees a couple of seasons ago. And it's a, it's very, you know, it's funny, we were talking about a collateral ligament of the knee. Well, that particular um, joint in the thumb is like a tiny miniature knee and it has collateral ligaments as well. And there's a particularly important one that's on the inside part, the one that's closer to the index finger. And um, when you try to grab or, or uh, you know, especially a football if you're a thrower and you pinch, you need to have that ligament intact to put counter pressure to, to create that force when you pinch. And um, I'm sure that's what he was dealing with most of the season. And, and that that can uh, that's a speeded up time frame. But if you remember they did the same thing with Drew Brees as he came back at a much quicker rate than we normally would because usually when we repair a tendon it'll take a good three months to heal and another month of rehab but they're you know in, in his case they put in a, an implant that helped to uh, to strengthen the ligament a little quicker and protect it so he was able to come back a little quicker from that injury. Doc, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway because I'm a little bit of an older guy, so things take a little longer to heal. LeBron James is having some problem with some swelling in his knee, so they're going to rest him. When when you see somebody with swelling in the knee, soreness, how cautious do you need to be with something like that? Um, It's really so... Everything that he's describing, and because of his age and the fact that he's doing all these, you know, he's obviously a high-impact athlete. It implies more that maybe he's dealing with a little bit of wear and tear of the cartilage in his knee and some early arthritis flare-ups. And so, you know, you want to take your uh, chances to rest him, which would be during the regular season, and try to get him as healthy as you can coming into the playoffs, because you have to deal with less of these flare-ups. 
And then a lot of the other more detailed parts of it, to answer your question, have to do with, you know, insight that we don't have. But, you know, I'm sure they're looking at MRIs and x-rays to see how much cartilage damage he has. And depending on what they see, you know, whether he has bone bruising associated with it, they may need to be a little more cautious. Dr. Eloy Ochoa joining us here on the Blitz. Doc, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you for one here, man. This this is a curveball of all curveballs. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm ready. All right, there's a quarterback out there that's at the Senior Bowl. His name is Kenny Pickett. He does yeah. not want to get measured for the uh, hand measurements. It's part of the draft process. Because he has a double-jointed thumb, and apparently when you measure, the double joint puts the, I don't know, the mark in the, it's not going to add up right. He's got a double-jointed thumb. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Do you fix that surgically to end up with a bigger thumb or a bigger hand so your your hand measures, or or is that just an issue that's going (laughs) to screw him up the rest of his life? I mean, it's draft season, so we're going to be looking for all the double-jointed kids, right? (laughs) Right, right, or, or looking away from them, depending on which side of the fence you're on. But <laughs> I think that um, I think that you know, in his case, he's just you know, it's, it's one of those things where you talk with your agent and you know, you want to say, well, do I really need to do that? Do I, if I run a five point two forty yard dash, maybe I should skip that part of the test because it's not going to help me any. Um, it's certainly nothing that needs to be surgically corrected, corrected or treated, but okay, he probably has he probably has a smaller hand, and that's another reason to not not get measured and say hey it's not fair so so if you have small hands you just say i can't i'm double jointed and you get a pass yes it's a good way it's a good excuse to pass on that well exam. so you get a you get a note from your doctor to say that's okay that's right and so that's maybe become a trend <laughs> we'll have to see in the future somebody below the uh, height of six three and they have double jointed you know high incidence of double jointed thumbs and we'll know why so it's kind of like that message on the car rearview mirror. Objects may appear closer than they really are. My hand is really bigger than you think, but it's double jointed, Doc. So it's not going to measure up. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I'm double jointed though too with it, but it's in the elbow. You have a yeah. double jointed yeah. elbow. Yeah, yeah, and that, that cops, explains your golf game, that, right? <laughs> yeah, my golf game could use a little help, but I mean, you know, that's just it, that doesn't limit you in any way. I mean, just as a regular Joe like myself, when you're double jointed, I've never seemed to have a problem with it. But do you ever see people that are double jointed that, that it causes a problem? There's a couple of issues. Um, one of the big issues with the people who are double jointed, they tend to have a little bit more lax ligaments and. The um, one of the most unstable joints in the body is the shoulder, and so they can be predisposed to instability of the shoulder and shoulder dislocation. Good stuff. Ah, okay, yeah. Doctor Eloy Ochoa, as uh, they join us every week for our injury update, powered by the Sports Institute at TSAOG Orthopedics. They're online at TSAOG.com. Doc, certainly appreciate you taking the time. Hell of a job following up Troy Aikman. That's not easy to do. Great job. No problem, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> appreciate it. Dr. Eloy Ochoa joining us here on The Blitz. And, and you know, it, it is kind of weird when you think about it. I'm not going to measure because I'm double-jointed. I, I've never heard that before. Well, no, and, and maybe you should never hear that. And as we talked about a long time ago, you shouldn't measure anyway because – Diseases can cause problems with measurements, like COVID. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know where they 
<laughs> that was coming from. What the hell are well, you? Well, I'm just I'm, I'm thinking about that story again. It's like I can't I can't <laughs> the, get over the, it. the COVID dingaling the COVID yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't get over that. It's just uh, it's on my mind. I, I don't think shrinkage affects your fingers in that in that area. Not in that area. Well, no, you know, I, I I've never had COVID to my knowledge anyway, but. Here's the problem. Pledge is telling us no. Oh, that, okay, that, that we that we can't take a break. But what we can do is uh, what we call transition, right? Yes, we can. We, we 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 can transition because you know we're we're out here at an event with Troy Aikman. Yes, we are. And the event has started, so they've gone into another room. So it's gotten very quiet. But we went way long with Troy Aikman, as, as you as you might expect, which is okay, it, it, because it was all great. Yeah, it was great. And we could have gone another hour, easy. And, and I think Troy enjoys that. Yeah, it because like he did. you know, off the air, we were talking about, and is is it a grind three hours? Yeah. You know, is that you know because he does these interviews, but he's got so many opinions. Well He's, thought of. And good stories, too. Oh, they were great stories, but I love the way, you know, and, and what he says, and it's, it's in every broadcaster's mind. It has to be now. The things you say with social media are, can sometimes be taken way out of context. And I think, he, you know, he, he tried to clarify a couple of stories, the one with Dak and, uh, you know, that Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches by then and the Jimmy Garoppolo story. And I, you know, I actually agree with Troy with Garoppolo. He's a good guy and he's a good quarterback, Jason. So uh, we got our – we. I think that clears up that argument between you and I, doesn't it? No, not really. No? No. So you're going to disagree with Troy Eggman? I can't, yes. Wow. I, I, I can't. He's a Hall I, of Famer. He is a Hall of Three Famer. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Uh-huh. Who are you? Uh, Jason Minnick. Yeah. I, 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 and, I, and I'm good with that. We, we all okay. have different opinions, and all of us be right. The, the reality is what he said turned out to be very accurate. It came across as a dig. <laughs> well, right? How else would you take it? Well, again, and he's trying not to say I'm taking exactly. a dig at this guy. And I would tell Jimmy that. It was like, man, dude, the game was on your shoulders, and I, you, I knew you were going to screw it up. <laughs> Boy, it's too bad you can't run the football because you're in trouble. It's exactly what it is. All right. You know, it's, 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 uh, we're, it's our first day of being on 103.3. Right. You know, day one of the new signal. One of the things that we are doing is making sure you're locking that in on the preset because Rudy J wants to make sure you're listening to him tomorrow morning, right? So what we want to do is um, have you guys take a photo of your radio with the preset locked in. Saw one just now. We were at number six. That hurts my feelings. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad it's locked in, to be, to be honest. But take a photo of your preset, tweet it to us, at JoeKens5, at JasonMenix, at SA SportsStar, at IMPledger. Also on Instagram, and all the tags are the same except for Ryan Eagle, who on Twitter or on Instagram is at JoeRyanEagle underscore Kens5. All right? So post them there. One of the cool things when you see all these photos, and you mentioned it all earlier, all the nice cars that people are driving. Yeah. And, and I could tell by a lot of those cars, they were bought from Ansira over there at Ansira uh, 